Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. Today, I'm excited to kick off a brand new teaching series, which is why if we don't get through all of it today, it's, it's cool. We're going to be here for the next few weeks. But I titled it simply this, Killing Things That Are Killing You. If you're taking notes, write that down. Killing the things that are killing you. I don't know if this has ever happened to any of you, but have you ever just had one of those weeks where you feel like you're just always in a battle? You're always being shot at. You're just like, I'm just going to lay down and let the bullets fly over me. Anybody in here other than the pastor? What's your secret for those of you who don't have your hand up? Like, what, what's going on? You never have one of those weeks where you just, you know, what's that old saying? I, I used to say it all the time, and sometimes I still do. Like, Man, this is killing me. You know why you say that? Because it is. You are in a battle, and it never fails. Have you ever noticed that the attacks get more and more frequent and more and more intense the more that you pursue God? Who, who is in, I'm going to get y'all to raise your hand for something in church. I know y'all like, we've already been in here for about an hour. We're, we're done raising our hand. Okay, let me just say it this way. How many of you are in the Financial Peace University class on Tuesdays? Has any of you noticed um, you start making the, and we, we, we've not, we're not taking it this go around. We've, Amy and I have taken it before, and, and we'll have this every year. But have you ever noticed that, and maybe it's already happened to you, that when you start making adjustments to your finances, the enemy then, and then you're like, you're really sincere. Like, we're going to cut, cut this, and then all of a sudden crazy stuff's happening, and you feel like there's more stuff going on in your finances that weren't going on before you stood, stood up and said, I'm going to, huh? <laughs> Anybody? I know, I know Adam and them. That, I mean, he's told me some stories this week, and it's like, God, give me a break. Well, the reason is it's because you are being attacked, and the enemy of your soul is ultimately trying to kill to destroy and steal from you. Matter of fact, John 10.10, a verse that we are very familiar with in the church, if you've been around church for any length of time, but I gotta be honest, I think most Christians read this verse real casually or too casually or, or passive. What verse is it? It's this one. It says, the thief comes only to steal. I'm reading it as a passive way. This is how we normally read this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Sounds real cute, doesn't it? Listen, there is absolutely nothing passive about this verse. Matter of fact, this is actually the words of Jesus. Basically what Jesus is saying is, guys, I need you to understand this. The devil is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. I am real. But what you need to understand is the main objective of your enemy, of the enemy of your soul, is to steal from you, kill from you, and to destroy. He's not trying to give you a headache. He's not trying to get you and your spouse to have a little disagreement before church so you miss the message. He's trying to get you to, to, to separate, divorce, try to destroy your home. So it's time to, sure, well, I understand that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but, but God has come that I may have life, and life more abundantly. Listen, I know you can't see it with your natural eyes, but there is, some, there is a spiritual battle that is going on even now as we sit here. 
And that is why it's so important that we surrender to him and his agenda rather than our own agenda and how I want it. Come on, somebody. Let me just read it to you in the Passion Translation. I like to flip things up sometimes, and I wanted to read it this way. And it says this, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. I don't know about you, Release City Church family, but I want to live my life in overflow. I was it, I was it, I'm telling on myself, because some of y'all know that I do try to go to the gym and work. I don't try, I do. I show up every week, Monday through Friday at the gym, 5.30 in the morning, I'm there and I'm working out. But what I'm getting ready to tell you is going to be an oxymoron, so to speak, to what I just told you. When I leave the gym, sometimes I come to the church and I take care of some things that need to be done, set up for whatever things are happening that evening. And then I go to McDonald's for breakfast through the drive-thru. And Amy tells me all the time, and some of y'all who follow me on Facebook, I know y'all ought to know how the Christmas tree Little Debbie's were. They were great. And so I, Amy tells me all the time, you go to the gym, and then you go to Walmart and get a donut. Absolutely. I work out so I can eat what I want. Amen. But this particular day of the week, I, I was, I was, at, I was at, um, sitting in the drive-thru, and I just paid for my, my food, and I was waiting for them to bring it back. And I looked in my rear mirror, and there was a guy in a little red truck. I never, I don't know who it was. i never seen him. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, pick up his tab. And, of course, my first thing was I'm looking in the rear mirror to see if there's anybody else in the car because how, how expensive is that ticket going to be? <laughs> I will tell you he must have been ordering for somebody else because he was the only one in the truck. So he wasn't, he wasn't, he was ordering for somebody else. But the Holy Spirit said, take, take care of him. And I just told the I said, just tell him have an amazing day. God, God loves you. And, dude, she, she lit up. And I just drove off, and I watched her just hand his food, and he had this puzzle look, and I just drove off. I don't know who he was. It doesn't even matter. What are you saying? I want to live a life of overflow. I want generosity just to flow out of me so that I touch and reach people, and so much so that, that it, becomes, it, becomes, it becomes contagious that we're all generous people. And I believe that we are in a generous house. Bottom line, the enemy wants to kill your joy. He wants to kill your purpose. He wants to kill your calling. He wants to kill your confidence and your significance, which we just talked about for four weeks. He wants to kill the destiny on your life, and he wants to block your finances and keep you from walking in abundance and freedom. If he can tie up your finances, then you'll no longer give them to the kingdom so that his kingdom can be expanded here on the earth. He would tie up your finances. Jesus said, but I have come that you can live a life of freedom, not a life of bondage. Today in part one of this new series, we're going to be attacking the subject matter of what I believe every single one of us in this room struggle with. I hope today is not the only day that you tune in for this, this, um, this series or collection of talks. This is something that I have struggled with pretty much my entire life. It can be defined in one word. What's the word? Here it is. Insecurity. Insecurity. As a matter of fact, when I was praying about the direction of we, for us to be going, I was insecure 
about the message of insecurity. Because I was like, well, God, I don't even know if anybody's going to deal with this. And this is what he said. There are three types of insecurities. This is actually documented, by the way, but he showed it to me. There are three types of insecurity, which means that insecurity can show up in any area of your life. I, I titled today, part one, simply this, attacking insecurity. Here's the three types. There's personal insecurity. There's professional insecurity. And there's relational insecurity. We know all about relational, especially when we start dating, don't we? Come on. Am I, am I, am I better than she was or he was or, or you know, I got to do, do this over the top? I mean, I could just go down the list of things. All the types of insecurity. For me, I struggle with insecurity pretty much my whole, my whole life. Being exposed to divorce and, and, and being uh, raised in a broken home, I faced feelings as a child that I, I just wasn't good enough. I never really felt like I made, um, made anyone proud of me as a kid. And I'm going to be honest, it followed me even into my adult life. Even as great as my dad was, and I, I'm, not, I'm not belittling any of that, but there was still a longing in this 48-year-old. Am I right, 48? Okay, it's just so, it just sounds weird saying it. I'm like, surely it's not. There was so much of a longing my license says I'm 48, but there's still this little 10-year-old kid that still longed for the attention and the approval of my dad when he would sit there and I was, we would be reversing roles and I was speaking. I didn't always get the acknowledgement that I was looking for, if I can just be honest. As I grew up, I took on the mindset that not being good enough became a part of my adult life. Pretty sure the same is true for some of you here today. As I began preparing for today's message, I started reflecting and thinking of all the times that I've wasted in my life believing the lie of the enemy that I did not matter, that I wasn't good enough. Some of you in this room today have believed and still are believing the lie that you're not good enough. I was thinking this week if I could go back and talk to my 21-year-old self. <laughs> I had to have a lot to say to that, that young man. But if there was something that I, that I could say, I would say this. Stop being so insecure. Stop listening to the lies of the enemy. Stop listening to the lies of the critics. Stop listening to the lie of your own voice, Bradley Wayne, that's telling you that you aren't enough. You were chosen by God. He does have a plan for your life. Now start walking with some confidence. I'm, I'm tired of watching powerless Christians walking around with no confidence. You're a child of the most high God. I, my prayer for you is that you walk in unexplainable favor from, for your family. That's, that's our prayer. I say it all the time. God bless their home. And Father, may your favor be so unexplainable that all they can do is, <laughs> is say it wasn't me, it's God. Anybody else receive that? That's what I would say to my 21-year-old self. I want to say this real quick. Some of you in this room need to shake off the voices from your past 
that are still taunting you today that have told you that you weren't enough. The voices that told you you're not going to amount to anything and start remembering who God says you are and start walking with some confidence. It's time to get your confidence back. Nudge your neighbor, tell him, say, get your confidence back. I'm not talking about being arrogant and cocky. It's, it's, it's totally different. When you live a life surrendered, he gives you boldness that, yes, can be misinterpreted as arrogance. But I'm here today to tell you that <laughs> you can walk in confidence with God knowing who he's called you to be. And no matter what comes your way, and I'm talking to Bradley Wayne this morning, no matter what comes your way, you know that you walk with confidence of the Holy Spirit of God and that he will walk with you through anything listen I'm not saying that this is something that that I no longer struggle with (laughs) as a matter of fact I've been your pastor for for some of you for almost it'll be four years in January since dad and I transitioned January uh, 1st of 2020 and I can't tell you the number of weeks that I've sat down at my computer preparing to write a, a message, and I did it feeling, with feelings of inadequacy. I didn't do it. I sat there and just looked at my screen and had this debate with God, especially during COVID, when all y'all was sitting at home and a few leaders were in here and a, and a camera was in here so we could air the, 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 the service. Sitting in front of a computer going, God, surely there's somebody else that you, that's qualified to do this. We're going to talk about him in just a minute if we get there. Insecurity is something that affects all of us. If you're a parent in the room, you definitely have experienced, where's all my parents at? If you're, you've definitely experienced a form of insecurity. What are you talking about? They sent you home with a baby with no instruction manual. You in there, you know, they tell you, you got to have the car seat. We got to see the car seat. It's got to be the three-point lock or whatever it is. It's been a long time, and I don't intend to go back and figure all that out again. Thank you, Jesus, because we almost did a home stretch. But but, but, but you're, you're freaking out, and you're like, oh, my gosh, what if I completely mess this kid's life up? <laughs> I mean, I hope I do this right. Right? Anybody else? I mean, what do I do? What if I blow it, destroy this kid's life? Oh, then your kids grow up and move out, and you start asking questions like, do they even know how to wash their own clothes? Can they cook? Connor and Ansley are getting ready to get married next year, and, and, and you know, we're, we're trying to make sure that she, she's ready to do her part, and, and we make sure that Connor's ready to do his part. And, 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 but you, you ask yourself, have I done enough? What is that? Insecurity. You know, Ansley and I had a conversation the other day. Baby, if you ever get pulled over and you're in a, you're on, especially at night, because she, she travels uh, to work and school and finishing that up, and she'll graduate next May, excited about that, and get married in May, and then start teaching right after that. There's just a lot going on in our house right now. But I had a conversation with her, and I said, Baby, do you know what to do if you see the blue lights? Now, Adam may get mad at me for this, I don't know. But if you see the blue lights and you're on a, a road by yourself late at night, do you know what to do? I said, I give you permission to slow your speed down and you call 911 and you verify that that person back there is actually who's supposed to be back there. Because you're my baby. If that gets you in trouble, you tell them to call daddy. And daddy's going to call. Yes, I am. Why? Because there are crazy people. We were in, I think in Ohio, I can't remember where we were, and I saw this jacked up car that looked like an old, old cruiser. And he had some, the red and, 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 and blue lights. 
that he clearly bought off Amazon. That's against the law, by the way. And all I need is that Jack getting behind my daughter and she just see the lights and pulls over. Come on, somebody. We're not living in, we're not living in, in, in smooth and easy days. So there was, a, there was an insecurity to make sure that I have prepared her for life. And there's an insecurity for me as a pastor that, to make sure that I'm preparing you for the battle that you're going through and the battles that are coming. Man, I take this so serious. We ask ourselves as students and kids, am I good enough for my parents? Am I good enough for my coach? Am I good enough for my spouse? Am I good enough for my kids? Am I good enough for my boss? Here's the one that hurts the most. Am I good enough for God? How many Christians wake up on Sunday and go, I'm not going to church today because I messed up too much this week? What is that? Insecurity. Well, if I come to church, the walls will cave in. You'd be surprised how, to, how well these walls hold up. Look at all of us sinners in here. Well, who are you talking about? Talk about yourself, B. Please. You're not as good as you think you are. <laughs> ah, it's been great service to get today, guys. I'll see you next week. Can I have just a, couple, a few more minutes? Are y'all good? Y'all did put it in crock pot, right? We did crock pot today too because y'all know what crock pot is. That means you can put that baby on there, turn it on low, and cook it for a week and it'll never burn. Today was crock pot Sunday. You just missed the memo. If you got your Bible, let's go real quick. I'm going to see how far into this we can go. That was just the introduction for this new series. But I'm telling you, if you will lean in, this is life-changing. Please don't tune out on me. I'm not just trying to run the clock. I'm trying to deposit something in you so that you can score and win the game this week. Boy, I sound like him today. Let's go to Joshua 1. I couldn't think of a better passage in Scripture. And I've taught from it before, but when I started going through this, I couldn't think of a better Scripture to look at when it comes to needing a locker room talk from God. How many knows what a locker room talk is? Locker room talk is real, raw, and sometimes ugly. I'll never forget growing up when I would come back to visit some of the ball players on, I think there's some in this room, the ball players from dad's team that would say, your dad is something serious when he gets in the locker room. There were words that he couldn't say on a platform, but he would always speak up and say it in the locker room. That's the kind of talk we're going to have today, real talk. I'm going to water it down just a little bit, though. I made some of y'all nervous. Your daddy said, what? I don't know. I wasn't privy to that room, but I heard it. I heard there were some pretty strong words. So locker room talk. Just a little background, Moses, of what's happening here, Moses was this guy who was used by God to lead the children of Israel out of close to 400 years of slavery in Egypt. He miraculously led um, the children of Israel through the Red Sea. You know the story. The Red Sea then swallowed up the Egyptian army. And you got you to understand, after that, Moses was the man, okay? Then Moses passed away. And now God looks at Moses' assistant, Joshua, and says, now you're going to be the man. I can only imagine what was spinning off and going off in Joshua's mind. Like, I'm not the leader like Moses was the leader. <laughs> I'm not Dennis. <laughs> I'm not dad. Like, I, I'm not, I'm, I, can't, I can't produce that. There are some similarities. I'm just trying to show you kind of where this plays out for me. I, 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 I can hear him saying, I don't, I don't, I can't do what God is calling me to do. Because he said, you're actually, we're going to get there, you're actually going to lead them through uh, the Jordan River, which is <laughs> impossible. He said, I'm not ready for this. I can, I can just imagine. I'm not good enough for this. I don't have what it takes. Let's go there. 
Joshua 1, verse 1 says, After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. Gosh, I wish I could rewind the clock because there is so much in this that I need to give you today. Verse 3, I promise you what, what I promised, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, you will be on land that I have given you. From the, uh, I think it's Najeev, 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 one of those, hard word. Anyway, from the hard word wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west, including all the land of the Hittites. Verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead the people to possess the land I swore to their ancestors. I will give them. Be strong and very courageous. What is he saying? He's saying, I don't want insecurity to get in your head. If you ever have a doctor's report that is contrary to your faith, don't let that doctor's report and become insecurity and get in your head. Who am I talking to in this house? Dude, I'm stirred up like a... Basically, he said, I don't want you to, I don't want you to lack self-confidence and allow a lack of self-confidence to keep you from taking a step of faith and keep you from walking in the plans that I have for you. Why is confidence, holy, godly confidence, so important? I'll tell you why. Because confident Christians are unstoppable Christians. He's saying, yes, I have a plan for you. You may not see it. You might, you might not have any idea of what it is, but you need to know this. And Release City, the same is true today, and it's point number one. I am calling you. I am calling you. I can hear Dad's voice. Jesus calling. Jesus calling. He's calling you today. He brought you here. You answered the call. But he's calling you to do much, much more. Oh, wow. Why is it so important that we get this? Because once we get this embedded in our brain, the next time the devil tries to come to you and lie to you and convince you that you're not enough or a real person logs onto their Facebook and shoots you a private message and tell you've lost your mind and who, who are you and you're not good enough or, or, or you, you scroll through TikTok or you see everybody else's vacation pictures and their family and, and you're like, man, I'm not the spouse that they have and I'm not enough. Listen, when the enemy starts to do that, this is what, or I'm not going to be good enough, God, for, for this that you're calling me to do. I want you to remember these words. God called you. The word for me this week wasn't the Lundies and the Hires and, and all that list of people that he went through that were praying. They didn't call us down here. Dad didn't. Sure, Dad was calling all the time. And my, my response was always the same. Never say, never, never, never. Never say never. And then Justin Bieber came out with that song, Never Say Never. A little sense of humor there, but anyway. 
Dad Robin did not call us here. God called us here. I answered his call. <laughs> I can't tell you the times that I've just wanted to go, hey, I'll walk with y'all through the steps of trying to find somebody else to do this, but it is not me. It's not, but it is. I'm telling you, it is. The day, I'm, this is the end of my message, but the days of me living insecure are over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. There's been a boldness in me since January, and even in the midst of the boldness, I still have battled and fought with insecurity because of all the trash talk that I experienced as a young child. That's why it's important that we be careful. Be careful, little tongues, what you say. Because those little guys grow up to be big guys walking around with no confidence. And that's how the enemy wants to keep you so we can have a confidence less, that's not even a word, a church with no confidence. He don't care about that. But a church with confidence scares the hell out of the enemy. I want when I walk into a room, all the, all the demons, I need them to say, I want them to say, we know who you are. Not because it's Bradley Wayne, but because it's a vessel that is used by the Holy Spirit of God to bring about change. Holy cow. Somebody say, God called me to this. Some of you are in positions in, your, in this community. You're in positions in the community. Some of you hold jobs and you're thinking, I... I, I I would not have chosen myself for this role. Anybody ever had a job like that? You go, I would have never chosen me for this. Like, I'm not, I don't have the training for this. God chose you for that position, for this moment, in this season. Is that for anybody in here? Listen, let me speak against it. God chose you for this moment, in this season. Where you are. Before you ever arrived here. <laughs> God is saying, before you ever arrived here, I had a plan for you there. Listen, don't you dare let a critic with nothing more than a powerless opinion talk you out of what God has called you to. If, not, if this is not for anybody else, it was for me when I typed it and the Holy Spirit said, don't you let a critic talk you out of what you know, you know that I put inside of you and I've called you to do. And I'm talking to somebody in this room today in the last few moments that I have your attention. Listen, don't let some naysayer, some, some basement blogger get in your head and start causing you to doubt and question who God has called you to be. How dare you? I know I'm a little fiery today because sometimes you need fire to, to burn off the junk that we allow to attack. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of um, uh, 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 the things that attach themselves to, to, to like the, the, the sea turtles. Not, not, not in the leeches. Barnacles. See, sometimes we let those barnacles come on us and they're spiritual barnacles, things that should not be there. That way, I was looking at a turtle. It was a sea turtle and he was way down. Little bitty guy couldn't go through the ocean. I don't know where his parents were. He's by himself. And these fishermen came around and they started picking off the barnacles and little buddy could, he floated all on his own. And I'm thinking, how many of us are allowing things we, we set up in certain places, we have certain relationships, and we allow spiritual negative barnacles attached to us, and it prevents us from becoming and walking in the favor and doing the things that God wants us to do? 
So the fire that I have is, is that I'm having right in this moment is to help you burn off. I got to I got to I got to stop. Y'all. And because nobody said no go ahead, I'm going to stop. <laughs> see there? I was trying to see what y'all had in 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 closing. We'll come back to it next week. I would rather shorten this and experience what we experienced than to get through this and all you hear is a talk. How many are going to come back next week? Okay. I hope you do. I think somebody told me next week's hunting season starts. So seek first the kingdom and all these books will be added unto you. I guarantee you he'll let that thing blow right by you. If you put him second, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Do y'all sense anything in this place? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. Do you sense what God is doing? He's doing, he's doing something, y'all. He's doing something. <laughs> I want to see you victorious, and you are. But I want to see you exceed and excel more than where you are and more than what you have and when we when we lean in and dive in and 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 start unpacking this word there's no limit to what God can do there'll be no closeout song I just want to bless you today will bless you. Would you stand to your feet with me this morning? Anybody get anything out of that just few, few, there's 30 minutes right there. At least you know where we're going. At least you know where we're going. Because it's time for you to get your confidence back. It's time for you to get your confidence back. It's time for you to get your confidence back. It's time for you to get your confidence back. The days of insecurity for me are over. I'm not saying they won't rise up, but they're over. There's too much work to do, and it can't be done by a passive pastor or a passive Christian. Can't. How many with me? How many with me? How many ready to go? I said, we're waiting on you to pray. How many ready to go? Are you ready? I'm telling you. Father, I thank you. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.